Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Last week I was talking about righteousness. In, um, in Romans chapter 14 verse 17, what does it say? Can we all read it out from the screen? He said, I don't eat pork. I don't eat meat. Listen, those things don't mean anything spiritually. It, no, okay, let me put it this It does not necessarily mean you are with God. Okay? Because the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. about eating or drinking what you don't eat and what you don't drink but the kingdom of God is righteousness someone say righteousness Righteousness. say righteousness Righteousness. peace say peace Peace. and joy in the Holy Ghost let's already ask let's go let's let's do it louder For the kingdom of God is not um, eating and drinking, but what? And what? And what? If you lack any of these things, you are not a Christian. Or you are not living the Christian life. There's no way you can live the Christian life effectively without righteousness. Without Peace. When we talk about peace, it doesn't mean everything is okay around you. It just it means that internal peace, when it comes to the spiritual things, you have peace. Listen, anything you are doing and you don't have peace about, it is not of God. You don't have peace about. You have been sending text messages to him. But you know, you don't want anybody to know it because you don't have peace about it. Listen, it is not of God. You don't have peace about it. If you're a, you see, there's nothing like a, a Christian thief. I'm a Christian, but I steal, and that's how I was born. Most people who steal, were they not born like that? <laughs> so instead of doing what God says, listen, if you don't have peace about it, don't blame a preacher. Don't blame a preacher. If you're a Christian, you will never have peace about some things. When you do them, you can't be a Christian and a thief at the same time. So, Pastor, oh, okay. So, I've been stealing. Yeah, so, stop it then. But you can't say I, I do it, but it doesn't matter. It does. You cannot be a Christian and continue in some things. When you are a Christian, you will definitely have, I used to. Some of you, you are not born again. That's why you are still living with the boy. You are not born. You have been coming to church. I put it to you. You are not born again. And if you are not born again, you will burn in hell. Oh, how 
can you say it? I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Listen, we are coming here because of Jesus. We are a church. We are not a pub. And what? In a church, God is the one who determines what happens and what is said. Listen. Okay, I'll come back to the righteousness. But I think I need to make this point. There will be a lot of religious people in hell. How many of them will be in hell? How many of them? A lot of religious people in hell. Plenty of them. And I fear there are some people here who might also be part of it. Prove it, Pastor. What do you mean by a lot of people go? A lot of religious people will go to hell. Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven, verse thirteen and fourteen. I think it would be nice if we all read it for yourself so that you can see it. Read it. Let's go. The way that leads to what? Destruction. Oh. How many are inside this? Finish it. And there are how many? Many. How many? Many. And that many people, where is that road leading to? How many? Many. What does the next verse say? How many of you are part of the few? There are few, watch this, who find it. That means you, it, you must look for it. It's a few, few. So masses think they found it, but they haven't. But pastor, that, this doesn't mean a lot of religious people will go to hell. Ah, okay, just for the, because of time, just for the record, verse 15, verse 16, verse 17, verse 18, verse 19, verse 20, verse 21. Okay, let's go to verse 20. What does he say? Twenty-two. Many How many? many? Did you see that many? Yes. See the many we saw. Yes. See this many people. Let's see what they say. Oh, so these people have religion. They are not street guys. They are religious people. So we have prop- many. The, 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 the worrying bit is the many thing. Many say we have spoken in tongues. I mean, the one who is prophesying and the one who is dancing in church, who is more like spiritual? Prophet. Uh, 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 who is more like higher? Because anybody at all can dance, isn't it? Okay. The one who is singing in the choir and the one who is casting out devils, who is more like advanced? He said, many will say, Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name. We cast out demons. So even if those ones, the higher ones, are many, are part of the many, then there are a lot of people that can be in the choir, that can be dancing, that can be singing, who are, because there are people who actually look spiritually, they are doing, it's not like, they prophesied. They prophesied. You, have you prophesied before? So even if people who are prophesying can be part of the many, 
Then those of <laughs> no, 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 no. Let, 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 let's not get this. I'm not saying that if you don't prophesy, you go to hell. <laughs> I'm saying that Jesus is saying there are a lot of religious people, and some of them carry religious weight, religious weight, and doing things. And many of them are the ones on the broad way. So a lot of religious people will end up in hell. Not because they wanted to go to hell, but because of their doings. So it is very important that it says that verse 21, not all those who say Lord, Lord, but those who do the will. See, see, your Christianity is valueless if it is not in, you are not practicing the will of God. Who do the will? That's how authentic Christianity, and that tells you it's a narrow way, and not a lot of people will be doing it. So family members are laughing at you. They are mocking you. Get busy doing God's will. And then he says that, many shall say, verse 23, and then he said, away from me. I'll tell them, away from me. I never knew you. Depart from me. Why? You practice law. King James says, iniquity. What you are doing will determine where you will end up. So then, anyone who is born again, there are things that will characterize your life when God is reigning in your life. Number one, righteousness. Number two, peace. Number three, joy. What do we mean by joy? Joy, not any joy at all, but joy in the Holy Spirit. The things of God really move your heart. How many of you here find it, you realize that the things of God move your heart so much? You know, even before, some of you, before you became born again, you were so soft towards the things of God. Even though you look hard on the front and the, and the surface, deep in your heart. That's why some people, they avoid church. Because they know if they come, they will start crying. They avoid, they, God will arrest them. So they avoid church. When they see you preaching, they stay very far from you. They don't want to have anything to do with you because they are running away from God. How many of you here have actually attempted running away from God before? Before God got you? Yeah. We all, at a point in time, run away from God. No, no, don't talk to me. I'm not interested. Uh, but he said, let's go. No, 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 I don't do church. How many of you have ever said, I don't do church? There are, there are people sitting here. You, say, I don't, you said, I don't do church. And today you came. And still you think you don't do church. <laughs> all right. So, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. See where I put righteousness? Kingdom of God starts with righteousness. Now, righteousness means right doing. Doing what supposed to, is supposed to be done. But we are not saved, as I mentioned last week, there are two types of righteousness for the purpose of this teaching. Two types of righteousness. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 9, says that, that I'll be found in Christ, not having mine own righteousness. Say, mine own righteousness. So, Pastor, now I'm, I'm getting confused. He said, what I do is not what I do. But here, what I do, what, 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 how do you differentiate the two? No problem at all. That's why I'm trying to preach. So, not my own righteousness. So, not having my own righteousness, have, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. That means that when you put, watch, this is very important. When you put your faith in Christ, you receive a certain type of righteousness. It is called alien righteousness. 
it is called uh, 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 the Latin is righteousness extra nos. Righteousness outside of yourself. So you have it, but it didn't start with you. The knowledge of God you have that started with you is not authentic. Truth doesn't start from inside. Truth doesn't reside inside. Truth comes from outside. You have to discover truth. You have to find truth. So when you tell, see people and they say, this is my truth, they are living in wonderland. And they are deluded. In the same way, you can have your own righteousness. It might not be bad. What is right, righteousness? I'm doing it right. And so we look for the law of God to obey the law. So that's what religion does at best. Trying to obey laws, but they are missing what gives us attention in heaven. Now, it's, there's something called, watch, this is very important. That's why I, where I started last week, and I, I ran it up last week. There's something called the righteousness of God. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. It says that for in eight, the, that's the gospel, the righteous, that's already allowed, let's go. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God. Ah, now that 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 raises a very interesting question. The righteousness of God. So God has to do right. Is it that? So God could do bad, but He chose to do right. Is it, is it behavior? Are you talking about the behavior of God? which you call, you know, my righteousness, I'm doing things right. So when you say the righteousness of God, you're talking about, ah, now we can see God is also doing things right. Is that what you're talking about? No, this is not talking about a behavior of God. It's not God's actions. But this is talking about righteousness that is given to you from God. So another way you can put it is the righteousness from God. So then, you cannot enter the kingdom of God without righteousness. And so, and your righteousness is not good enough to bring you into the kingdom. So God says here, I give you my righteousness. Or I give you righteousness by which you can come into the kingdom. Now, that righteousness that comes from God is very important. That is what makes us the people of God. And so, anyone who is born again is righteous in the sight of God. Now, that righteousness, what, what makes us appear righteous in the sight of God didn't start from us, but it came as a gift from God. In Romans chapter 3, last week I quoted verse 20. Romans chapter 3, verse 20 talks about how, about the law. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. Watch this. To be justified is to be cleared of guilt. So God will look at you and say that you are, you are, you are perfect. You are fine. There's nothing wrong with you in God's eyes. How many of you know that anyone who lives with you will discover a few things about you? You know, your, your family know you, your family members, they know you in a way that most of us don't. 
When you live with people, you get to know their human weaknesses. Now, the point, the point I'm making is that, so how can you impress God with the way you are? Meanwhile, you don't want people even to know you. You don't want many people to know you. And you want to impress God? Your righteousness is as filthy rags. Your own righteousness can't take you anywhere. That is the danger in religion. Because religion believes I can do it right enough for God to like me. What can you do right enough to impress God? Oh, how many of you know that? You can't do much to impress God. So, it says that justified in the sight of God by the law, Romans 3, 20. For, therefore, by the deeds of the law, shall, uh, uh, law, no flesh will be justified in the sight of God. God cannot look at you and say, wow, God, you're past. No, not because you are doing, you are taking, because you can't take enough boxes to look good in the sight of God. The Ten Commandments, you can't obey the Ten Commandments to look good. While you are obeying one commandment, you are breaking another one. But by nature, by nature, you are a commandment breaker. All human beings. How many of us have, even let's restrict ourselves, the commandments, they are not ten, they are 613. But let's restrict ourselves to ten. How many of us have broken the Ten Commandments before? That shall not steal. That shall not lie. That shall not covet your neighbor's wife. <laughs> you saw that. I wish that's my, my own. Or your neighbor's goods. What belongs to your neighbor? You want it. It comes naturally. Some of you, you had your results and you had A, B, B. You were so happy. Or you had A, A, B. You were so happy. Until you found out that your friend had three A stars. Now you are sad. But you were happy before until you saw somebody's own. Covetousness is what is killing you. So we all of us are susceptible to breaking God's law at some point. So by the law, that's, the, that's what it means. By the law shall no flesh be justified, where? In the sight of God. Now, why? Because by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now let's look at the next verse, and then the next verse, and then the next verse. It said, but now, oh. Read the first line. Do you know what that means? I'm trying to reach out to God by my own righteousness, by obeying the law. So I'm trying to impress God or be justified in the sight of God by the law. But the Bible says that, verse 20 please, therefore by the deeds of the Lord shall no flesh be justified. So I can't, I'm trying, I'm trying, but I can't be justified. Okay, so God, what God does is that God, it says that, but now the righteousness of God, there's a certain righteousness that comes from God. God gives you his own righteousness. And how does that righteousness get to you? 
It's there. It says that now the righteousness of God apart from the Lord is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. In other words, everything prophets have prophesied and everything the law says never contradicts this. So even though I'm not using the law, the law says, yeah, it's okay. This is okay. Now, anything you do that is contrary to the law of God, that in itself is not righteousness. So then if this righteousness is... Uh, applicable, it must not contradict the law. So if it is not in line with the law, it's not righteous. But this, the righteousness of God is still in line with the law, even though it's not subject to the law. And so he said, the righteousness of God, which is revealed, is apart from the law, is revealed. Being witness or being endorsed, being in agreement or being agreed with or supported by the law and anything prophets have said. So, in other words, everything the prophets have said can also be found here. And everything the law is saying can be found here. But that doesn't come from here. It comes from God. Now, this righteousness comes from here based on this. But there's a righteousness that comes from God and is in line with this as well. Am I, am I explaining this? Now, watch this. Go to the next verse. Even the righteousness of God, how do you get that righteousness? Is it just true faith? So, the, the righteousness that is of God can only be accessed by faith. Faith where? In Jesus Christ. You don't have to leave your boyfriend. It's not about your boy. I've left my boyfriend so I'm safe. No! You have left your boyfriend but you have not put your faith in Jesus. You have left your girlfriend, but you have not put your faith in Jesus. You cannot have the righteousness that comes from God. Because what I've done is, when you say, I have stopped stealing, so now I'm a Christian, you are using the righteousness of the law. Based on what you have done. But this righteousness that brings you to God is not based on what you have done, but based on what he has done. And because of what he has done, you put your faith in him. And once you put your faith in him, oh, I feel like preaching. So, this the core of Christianity has everything to do with your relationship with Christ. And what is your relationship with Christ supposed to be? This is important. It's supposed to be that of Faith. First. Faith. Everybody say faith. faith. So you are supposed to believe in Jesus. That he died for your sins. He lived a sinless life and died for your sins so that you can live to his glory. That is what it means to put your faith in Jesus. It's not that now, you know, I stop being bad. I'm not saying you continue being bad. Because you can't put your faith in Jesus and continue being bad. But there are people who can stop being bad and yet they have not put their faith in Jesus. Don't let us confuse the two. So you suit two guys. They are all wearing striped suits. Okay? So one has put his faith in... Okay. Uh, one has, has, has stopped stealing. This other one too has stopped stealing. But this one has stopped stealing because he just realized that it's a good thing to do. So I've stopped stealing. But this one stopped stealing because... He just put his faith in Jesus. And it's putting his faith in Jesus has it's blocked him from doing some things. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Since you became born again, there are some things you just can't do it. You, you, you just can't do it. You just, you just can't do it. How many of you 
sinned after you became Christian, you feel like the ground should open for you to sin. If you don't feel that way about sin, you are not a Christian. You have not put your faith in Christ. You just reformed your behavior. Reformation of character is not the same as transformation of life. Some people, they are just updated. They are not transformed. They are just reformed. But when you are transformed, it's inside. And sometimes you don't dictate it. The thing is not making you feel. Bible says that because you are sons, Galatians chapter 4, because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into verse 5, into your heart, which Christ above all. So it's not you, 6. It's not you. The spirit of God, the spirit of sonship is inside you because once you are born again, you put your faith in Jesus, the spirit of sonship enters you. And suddenly you are, that's what makes you a Christian. It's not going to church that makes you a Christian. It's the spirit of Christ inside you that makes you, that's what makes you want to go to church. Don't compare yourself to the other one who also says born again but doesn't want to go to church. They are not born again. Because when you have the spirit of sonship, it attracts you to some places. And it, 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 it just withdraws you from some things. You don't, you don't enjoy doing them again. Even though they may taste sweet, they might take exciting, but you are not at peace. That's why I say if you are not at peace, stop it. Why are you in a relationship and you don't have peace about it? You don't have peace with God about it. Come out. Come out. I don't know who I'm talking to. Come out. Come out. Come out. Save your soul. Save your life. When you are born again, there are things you can't do. Then when you start backsliding, you begin to do them gradually. But even that, deep inside you, you don't feel until you get to a state of apostasy where now you have gone so off that your conscience doesn't even speak again. Yeah. That's why we say you have backslided. You are singing in the choir, but you backslided. You are ushering, but you backslided. You are doing sound, but you are backslided. You are playing instrument, but you are backslided. Because you have lost sensitivity. You are a, a, a coma, spiritual coma. Because, you, you know, when, when you go to hospital, sometimes... When they want to check, they have to prick you with something yeah. to see if, the, if, there's, if you don't respond to stimuli. There's something wrong. Your body is dead. Now, spiritually, if sin is comfortably staying, and then the word of God comes, but I don't feel anything, brother. Sister, brother, you are gone. You are gone, and we have to do a funeral for you. Because the righteousness of God, when you get it, how do you get it? You get it by faith. So that righteousness, God, do- oh! God donates. You are, you are praying for breakthrough. God, what God gives you is more than breakthrough. He gives you a donation of righteousness so that now you can stay in his presence. And when you stay in his presence, now you can download from him and enjoy in life. Righteousness, and you can only get it by faith when you put your faith in Jesus, not because you know how to do things right. Ah, that's where I'm going into. Not because you know how to do things right. How I many of you have struggled sometimes? You have had struggles, but you put your faith in Jesus. 
that Jesus, you died for me and I want to obey you. And you put in systems to obey God and to do what pleases him because your faith is in Jesus, not in your actions, not in your friends, and not in anything, but in Jesus. So when it happens like that, let me tell you something. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you have the righteousness of God, even when you are going and you stumble, you fall again into your mess. You don't stand in. You wake up and when you get up and what you do, your faith is in Jesus. You keep looking on to Jesus. It's not what you have done. It's Jesus. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your eye, and when see, when you do that, you disarm the enemy. You 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 pull the rug off the feet of the devil. Do you know why? Because he cannot use that to accuse you. The devil is an accuser. It's called the accuser of the brethren. He wants to accuse you before God. So when you sin and you go to church, he tells you sit down. You shouldn't go to church. How many of you are talking to people, or maybe yourself? Said I can't do it because I'm a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite, so I stop coming. Hey! Who told you? Don't listen to the devil! Put your faith in Jesus! You get up from a bad bed, and you know you shouldn't have done that. You feel condemned in your heart. because Yeah, you should, because you're a Christian. If you don't feel it, that I'm not talking about you. You feel it, and you regret, and you are sad about it. Ah, what a good sign. That is why in church, we shouldn't, when you see that the, this guy has done this, this guy, don't throw the stone. Don't. don't. Yeah, he did it. But you might not know. He, in his heart, he's crying, God, Jesus, have mercy on me. I know you are the only one who can help me. I won't go back again. That is the genuine repentance. If you are in church and you haven't repented, you haven't arrived in church. The only doorway into church is repentance. So that no one can boast. You can't come in and feel so important. You come in and feel like, oh God, I don't even deserve it. How many of you have sinned before and you, you felt dirty, but you are grateful that God, it, it touches you. It touches you that God. But when you put your faith in Jesus, are you listening to me? Listen, watch this. When you put your faith in Jesus and you stumble and you rise up, the enemy now gets grounds. He said, you have done this. But because that's not the basis of your relationship with God, but faith in Jesus, he, it's, like, it's like you want to take... Um, okay, I see your shoes lying in front of you or behind in your garden. And I, want, I didn't want you to go to church. I wanted to hurt So I took your shoes and went and hid it all spot. But you didn't know that it's shoes that I don't even use again. So I've just disposed of the shoes you have taken. It doesn't affect me. In fact, you have helped me to get rid of what I wanted to do. So when Satan, when you put your faith in, in Jesus, and Satan tries to use your works, your mistakes against you, or your sin against you, it doesn't succeed because you actually don't need it. It, it becomes a problem when you need your own righteousness to get to God. See, when you need your own righteousness to get to God, then your sin is going to be a big problem. But when you don't need your own righteousness, but your faith in God, then when it happens that your faith is in Jesus and your flesh, your flesh misbehaves, you get up and say, Jesus, I trust you. And you push towards Jesus. And Satan said, I got him. Satan said, I got him. But he comes and that's not the problem. You are, it's the difference operating system. He's using Android, but you are using iOS. Different operating system. That is why he said that just 
If you have faith in Jesus, what shows you have faith, I will say some of these things so it sinks in you. There are three, three types of faith the theologians talk about. I've mentioned it over and over, but it's good to remember. The first one is noticia, notes, notai, noticia is data, data. So what does that mean? If you say you believe in Jesus, what, what exactly do you mean? I believe in Jesus, that he died for me. That I believe in that fact. So you need a certain fact, information, substance, something that this is the, this is the fact of what I'm believing. Okay? So you can't say, I believe. Uh, you mean you believe this belongs to Michael Jackson? So it's, it's, I believe this is Chandelier. It is in the hotel. So it must be, it must have, what you believe must have. From fact, data. Okay, so that is noticia. And then we have ascensors. Ascensors is to learn ascent. I accept. Because some people will know the data. How many of you know that people know Jesus died, but they can't be bothered? Yeah, and they, I, I, don't, I don't care. Jesus didn't die. Whether I die, I don't, it I don't care about it. I don't believe it. I won't accept it. You know, so some people have seen it. Some, in fact, some people will argue with you till you prove them wrong, and they say, I still don't believe. So I don't accept it. That's a census. So every genuine faith must have noticia, the data. Two, it must have a census. I accept it. This is true. I accept that this is true. And for many believers, that's where they end. They end at a census. They end, Jesus died on the cross. He rose again from the dead for my sin. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe. And so what? You must move it to the next level, which is a, a fudukia. Food, I mean the word fiduciary, yeah, yeah, trust. You must trust in him. So you, in other words, you live your life based on this fact. So when people look at you, they can tell that what is driving your behavior is this thing you believe. There are a lot of Christians, you see them, and when you observe their life, what is driving their life is different from the things they say they believe. So it is not genuine belief. The genuine faith is the faith that has influenced and affected your behavior. If faith doesn't affect your behavior, it is not genuine faith. So someone say, I believe in Jesus and you are still fornicating. It's not genuine faith. Because the faith that saves is a faith that makes you behave differently in, the, in honor to Jesus. And so don't mind those who tell you what you do doesn't matter. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Show me your behavior and I'll show you your belief. He said, demons even believe and tremble. Faith without works is dead. Show me the works, uh, uh, James chapter 2, verse 16. He said, don't you know that faith without works is dead? Verse 17, verse 18, verse 26, all up through there. He said, demons even believe and they shake. So if you say you believe, you haven't done anything. You have to add works. You have to put your belief into action. Now, the faith that saves is the faith that has got actions. What are the actions? Somebody looks at you. Are you not going to the pub for us to smoke again? Say, no, I can't go. Why? The pastor told you, don't go. No, he's not said anything. But I'm now a Christian. So it's your conviction. You see, it's not like church has told you don't do it. Church has told you do it. No, it's not about what church is telling you. It's what, what the word of God is saying to you. And so you live your life based on the word of God. That is what is called faith. And it says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From faith to faith, for it is as it is written. 
So when we say you are living by faith, that means you are putting the things you say you believe in into practice. How can you be a Christian and you don't pray? You don't serve in church. You don't talk to some people in church. You are very argumentative. You are not submissive. In what way do you look like a Christian? Do you know who a Christian is? Excuse me, I am one. So just in case you don't know, look at my behavior. That should tell you how Christians behave. Because I behave by faith in Jesus Christ. What Jesus does not endorse, I can't. So, in, the, in conclusion, when we talk about the faith or the righteousness of God, it is only accessible by faith, not belief, general belief, but faith in Jesus. And the faith in Jesus must always have measurable works. If your faith in Jesus cannot be quantified, cannot be validated by works, it is fake in Jesus, not faith in Jesus. When you have faith in Jesus, you draw strength from Jesus to be able to say no to the devil. But if you don't put your faith in Jesus, you won't be able to draw strength from Jesus. This Christian life is not a fake thing. It's not a fake thing. And they look at our works and they think it's about works. No, what they don't realize is about faith. But the faith will end up with works. To show you that Christians, you can be a Christian and sometimes fall into sin. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, he said, My brothers, my little children, these things I write to you, that what? Huh? That what? Oh, then what did he, what did he say? Oh, 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 anyone? Huh? Just in case you sin, because when you're a Christian, you are not perfect. It's your faith that makes you acceptable before God. Or let me put it this way. It's your faith that makes the righteousness of God operative in your life. And it's your righteousness, the righteousness you receive from God, that makes you be able to stand in the presence of God. Because no one can stand before God without righteousness. You have to look right. You you don't look right. How can you appear before the king of kings? You have to look right. And the rightness comes from him. So he donates you right. Like if I take her wig and wear it. Then suddenly I begin to have a lot of hair. (laughs) So you see me, you think I have hair. No, it's somebody's hair I'm wearing. And you too, your righteous, the righteousness you approach God with, it is not, when we talk about the righteousness of God, we are talking about Jesus Christ when he lived, as I taught you the other time, 10 years, 20 years. 25 years, 30 years, he obeyed all the law and got that righteousness. And so when you come, he puts that wig on you. So that righteousness that is from God, it's actually Jesus is God. He gives you the righteousness. So then your works matters. Works matters in what way? Works, not your works, his works. So we can only be justified by works. Oh, you didn't get what I said. Works. But not well, we, the works we do. But the, that's why he had to live for 33 years. So to do the work and donate the work. Oh, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He came to, he came to do the job and got the salary and he said, you sit to go and pay your rent. Ah. He did the job because if you don't get, you have to show where you got the money from. Yeah. If it's genuine, 
Somebody earned the money and gave you the, the, the two uh, five thousand pounds she earned. It is legal. You can use it to pay your rent and nobody can question you because you can prove the source. We can also prove the source of our righteousness. So when Satan comes and wants to attack you with your, your, your fault, you can look at, no, my, my, I can prove the source of my righteousness. It's not from me. It's in Christ. So you can still approach God, not in your own righteousness, but in the righteousness of God. As long as your faith still remains in Christ. As long as your faith is still in Christ. Because the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Without faith, forget it. You are not living. You are dying. But for you to live and thrive, you need your faith. Shout, Lord, I believe. The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. This is why a lot of religious people are going to hell. Because they have not put their faith in Jesus. I just want to round up the test. I, I won't preach. But I didn't finish Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 22. Even the righteous God. Through faith in Jesus Christ, to all, to all and on all who believe, for there's no difference. Look at the next verse. That's a serious one. Uh huh. So if we go with our own record, we'll be we'll have a problem. All have sinned, so we have to go in His righteousness. So that's why I said the righteousness that is outside of the law has appeared. The things that we said, what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the, through the flesh. God did. <laughs> Most people don't see that God did bit. God, the, the law wanted to do something, but the law couldn't achieve it. God said, I will achieve it myself. He did by sending his son, son, he condemned flesh. So he got the righteousness. And he said, now, whoever is test, let him come to me. If you want to get to God, the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. Can, can I finish on this? I didn't want to go further, but let me just throw a little bit light on this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 and 56, particularly 54 and 55. Listen, he said 54. So, the, so, so when this corruptible has put on in corruption and mortality has put on mortality, oh, death, sorry, death is swallowed up in victory. Okay? Now look at the next verse. I will show you something. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Do you know this thing? So if death wants to get you, death has got like claws. So death, anyone who is going to die, something has to happen to you. Now, death has got a sting. The sting that kills people. What is the sting of death? Look at the next verse. Look at it. It said, the sting of death is what? So as soon as sin comes in your life, something begins to die. God, God, death uses sin to enter your life to destroy things. So he says, oh death, where is your sting? And the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. So the more you see the law, the more you see how sinful you are. Now watch this. And so Jesus Christ, when he died in Acts chapter 2, verse 24, Bible says, verse 23 says that whom you crucified through lawless hand, okay, they crucified Jesus. Verse 24 says that Bats, I like the bats of the Bible. Oh, okay. Said, whom God raised up, losing, uh, having lost the pains of death. Why? Grave could not hold him. Why couldn't grave 
Hold him. Look at the next verse. The next verse, what does it say? David said, I foresaw the Lord. He's always my man. Look, hold on. I'll show you something. The next verse is, and we're going towards 27. Uh, look, go to 27 quickly, quickly. You will not leave my soul here, nor will you do what? You will you do what? Your what one? What one? Holiness connotes sinless. You, you can't corrupt when there's no sin in your life. That's why the grave could not hold him. Because there was no sin in his life. In Romans chapter 1, look at that. Let me show you that. Romans chapter 1, verse 4. Bible says Jesus was declared the son of God. See, and, and declared to be the son of God with power according to the what? It's a holiness thing. So that's why he resurrected. Without sin, you cannot stay in death. Because the sting of death is sin. But Jesus was sinless. So even though he, he died, he came up again. Because you couldn't hold him. It was not possible that the grave should hold him. Why? Because the sting of death is sin. All the other people, the reason why no religion can talk about resurrection is because their leaders had sin. sin. All of them, they had sin. And sin is the end. Death will stop you in your tracks when there is sin. So when death wants to come, he just sends sins or use sin. There's sin there. Okay, I can handle him. The handle of death is sin. If there's no handle, death cannot. So he said it was not possible that death should hold him. Because what, what is the handle? There's no it's in the Bible. For it was not possible that the grave should hold him. No handle. There's no sin. And so the sinless one who lived a perfect righteousness rather died like a sinner. So the death you should die, he died so that the life he should live, when you put your faith in him, you live it. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Man, when it comes to this, we can go on and on and on and on and on. Jesus came to live a sinless life and died the death of a criminal. Don't forget that. Why did he have to die like someone who has committed the worst offense? Because he was dying for the worst offense possible. So that it doesn't matter the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, a pardon received. This is what church is about. It's not about music. It's not about dancing. It's not just about preaching. But it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Don't go to a church where they don't emphasize on Jesus. You're wasting your destiny. Don't go to a church where Jesus is not preached for you, for you to put your faith in Jesus. It's not safe for you. It's not safe. And so when God wants to help you, he will send you to a place where Jesus is preached. Now, now, what do you think? Now, that's good preaching. Did you receive something? Put your hands together. Let's celebrate the Lord. Let's celebrate the Lord. Let's celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.